Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Rolene Marks, a very, very good morning to you. Big day, isn't it? Good morning. Yes, very, very big day. Up and early, uh, I think those of us uh, who can are doing the rounds of media today, expecting a very, very busy day indeed. And uh, today is, of course, going to be the hardest day, isn't it? Because today is when South Africa, I think for two hours, gets to present a case against Israel. How does this work? Because they would have submitted their documents already. Is that right? They submitted their documents uh, a long time in advance to to Israel, and uh, I mean I'm still wrapping my head around the fact that South Africa, while using terminology like "don't blackmail us" uh, by calling us anti-Semites, mm-hmm. finds it appropriate to schlep along one of the world's, world's most notorious mm-hmm. anti-Semites. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn as part of the team. Uh, I mean, of course, Jeremy Corbyn these days, in order to remain relevant, would go to the opening of an anti-Semitic envelope if he could. But uh, in all seriousness, uh, you know, show us who your friends are. When you when you take along somebody like Jeremy Corbyn, who uh, is famous not only for being Uh, or for losing the chairmanship of the UK Labour Party and his position as chief whip because of his anti-Semitism and rank hatred against Jews in the party, but has also referred to Hamas, the perpetrators of the crimes against humanity uh, of Israelis and foreign nationals on the 7th of October as his friend, uh, as well as Hezbollah. And we've all seen those images of him laying wreaths at the graves of... um, uh, of the Black September terrorists who murdered the athletes at the Munich Olympic Games. And it can't be the excuse, well, I just happened to wander in, there was a reef, and oh, look whose graves there were, uh, and I happened to put them down. But uh, yes, South Africa, who has no dog in the fight other than to be a useful proxy for Iran, because let's uh, let's be very realistic. Uh, I, I don't think South Africa would be doing this if they weren't egged on by Iran. Um, you do the math. You, we only need to look at when the Lady Pandor visited Tehran. Uh, uh, immediately uh, after, <laughs> immediately after these attacks. I mean, let, let's look at what she did. The first thing she did was call Hamas. She never reached out to the Israeli embassy here in South Africa. She, I mean, can you no, imagine no. not reaching out to a country's ambassador that has just suffered its worst terror attack in its history and you don't reach out to them, you reach out to the perpetrators, whether you call them terrorists or not is irrelevant. It was very clear that they were the perpetrators. That's who you reach out to. And the first foreign trip you take, maybe not the first, I can't remember, but, uh, but one, of the, one of the first foreign trips you take is to Iran. Well, absolutely, and we know that uh, she offered the, uh, the the Hamas terrorists her solidarity because that was in the readout. Uh, there was nothing mentioned about any calls for the release of hostages. It is day 96 that we have over 130 hostages still uh, in captivity in the Gaza Strip. Our army last night talking about how they found a tunnel believed to have held several hostages. The condition 
politicians, uh, to quote Rear Admiral Hagari, are, are, are terrible. Uh, we can't forget that the youngest hostage is uh, Kfir Bibas, about to turn one years old. The oldest hostage is an 85-year-old Holocaust survivor. These are the type of people being held hostage. Uh, and no sooner had Pandor spoken to Haniyeh, one of Israel's most wanted men. She hopped on a plane and was pictured smiling gleefully standing next to the Ayatollah al-Khamenei, who just yesterday spoke again about how Israel will be eliminated uh, from the map. Uh, in, in fact, he said, long after the Zionist entity has disappeared from this earth, uh, he says, the, the, the books will speak of their, uh, of their evil acts. Uh, so, if this these are the people that the South African government, who consider themselves the moral conscience of the world right now, what a moral conscience, how would I mean? I don't know how much it's costing you as taxpayers mm, for mm. that massive delegation to fly off to the Hague, I'm guessing, not in economy class and not staying at a Motel 6. Uh, <laughs> but um, this is the situation that we have. Yep, indeed it is. Uh, really. What do we know about Israel's delegation? Who, who's going from Israel? Uh, Israel hasn't given much information about the delegation. We do know that uh, the jurist that we have selected is uh, Aharon Barak, the, the former uh, Supreme Court Chief Justice. Uh, he is a Holocaust survivor. Uh, and regardless of what people think about Justice Barak, uh, when it comes to the domestic issues like reforms, this is not about reforms. This is about uh, the what uh, the most eminent jurist, uh, Professor Erwin Kotler, calls the crime of crimes, the allegation of, of, of uh, genocide. We do know that our lead counsel is Professor Malcolm Shaw, one of the most eminent uh, voices on international law. He will he will try uh, the case from Israel's side. We do know that we do have support teams like the International uh, Legal Forum and, and others there as well supporting. We do know that uh, Israel will enter into evidence uh, an abridged version of the GoPro and body cam footage taken by Hamas as they gleefully recorded their crimes against humanity, including rape. I am anticipating that we will hear a very, very harrowing testimony coming from Israel's side. Uh, we do have uh, the uh, members of the Justice Ministry speaking to the Times of Israel. They say what they believe is that uh, the uh, RCJ will stop short of demanding that Israel stops the, the fighting in Gaza and, and maybe uh, demands Israel allows more aid into Gaza or, or demand the formation of an investigative panel or allows Palestinians to return to their homes in, in, in northern Gaza. We've heard from Secretary of State Blinken who called this absolutely meritless uh, and a former Chief Justice of the United Kingdom also called these allegations meritless. But uh, I think this is South Africa seeking relevance on the international stage and if South Africa wants to become the moral uh, conscience of the world perhaps you need to start with your own house. Well, I think it's two. It's twofold. I think the or, or manyfold, maybe even threefold. One is it's very much a diversion 
tactic because the whole country is really focused on this, not focused on the incredible failure that is the ANC and that they have brought to the country. They have literally brought South Africa, a beautiful, beautiful country with magnificent people, to its knees. And they've done so through corruption, through inefficiency, uh, through through every possible awful and uh, uh, negligent way, some intentional, some negligent, but they brought the country to its knees. So it's diversion, which is number one. Number two is, is they are unquestionably being used as a proxy by other nations doing the job that they can't do. Russia can't go against, uh, in, in a way, uh, Israel or the United States because uh, they, they'd be laughed at, it, given the fact that they are invading Ukraine. Uh, Iran can't do it, so China can't do it, so South Africa is the perfect stooge to do that. And the third is to is to maybe woo some voters here in South Africa. And uh, I would imagine that 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 plays some part, even though I think it is it's a folly because I don't think it'll make a difference. Well, I think the key word that you use there is stooge. Mm. Uh, I, I think what we can see now is that South Africa is a proxy of the Iranians, a very, very dangerous place to be uh, because, you know, while they might be getting backing from Iran, this is going to not make Israel the pariah state uh, in, in the global arena, which is what the president seems to think that uh, uh, South Africa will do. This will make South Africa oh, there's a, no doubt. There's a pariah. No doubt. And and, and if you just look at the values, you know, look at the values, uh, the, the attitude towards women, the uh, women's rights, freedom of speech, freedom of religion. Uh, these, these are the values that, that South Africa does hold high. And yet, and yet, uh, the, they are aligning with people who have, uh, which, which reflect the very antithesis of those values. Whereas Israel, the yeah. United States, uh, Great Britain, uh, all of th- those countries do actually reflect the values that we would, uh, that South Africa embodies in its constitution. Well, absolutely. Those values are entrenched in South Africa's constitution, which is one of the most progressive uh, and inclusive constitutions in the world. And this sham, stooge-driven uh, court case is is a betrayal of those constitutional values, especially when you're doing the dirty work of a country that routinely hangs members of the LGBTQ plus community, some as young as 13, murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody who protests whips women. We saw brutal, brutal images uh, of a young woman who was who was brutally whipped for refusing to wear uh, the mm-hmm. hijab. We all know the case of Masa Amini. Uh, if you are going to do the grunt work of a heinous regime like that, that swears to to wipe another country off the the face of the earth, there is something fundamentally wrong. And South Africans. You should be demanding uh, more uh, uh, of your government. But I guess that you will all exercise that right when you go to the polls later this year. That, that is absolutely right. Just a couple of questions. The I know that it was meant to be two hours, and then I saw somewhere that it's been extended to three hours. Do you know about this? 
We don't know much about what's happening. I think, you know, it, it is a, a, a legal case. Uh, you know, we're not going to get too many details. But we do have the opportunity uh, through a link to watch it live. Uh, and we'll see from there how long they give each side to, to present arguments. And just to confirm, what time does this kick off? Well, it starts at 10 a.m. Netherlands time. Okay, so that would be 11 a.m. Uh, the uh, Israel time and 11 a.m. South Africa time. Absolutely. And that is where we leave it. Rolene Marks will certainly be catching up with you this afternoon um, uh, here on Chai FM. And we'll speak to you tomorrow morning uh, to continue this conversation. It's 6.47. Good morning.